This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Carpen Fracas, powered by Social Media Group. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me this week to talk about all things LFC, I've got Peter, and I've got the man making his long-awaited return to the pod. I don't remember the last time my party with Els. I think it might be when we signed Darwin Nunez, so this is going back to like June. Um, but yeah, we've got Ellis, man. The is people. that long? That is shocking. <laughs> That's shocking, man. <laughs> Even on that Legends contract, you know. <laughs> that James Luna contract. One appearance for months. God damn it. We're, we're, man- we're, we're managing Alice's minutes better, so that's nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but brother, it is, uh, it is good to hear you back. I know you've got some burning thoughts. Um, we're going to kick straight into gear as we're recording straight after Liverpool have beaten. That's right, Liverpool have won a game of football. It seems like so long ago that we've been able to discuss something positive in the Liverpool perspective. Um, so we're going to jump straight into that, talk about Liverpool's 2-1 win against Ajax in the Champions League. But before we do, you know the place to be. Um, there's going to be three weeks of no football for Liverpool, but that doesn't mean that the content don't stop, baby. Cop and Fracas Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash Cop and Fracas. I'm just free pound a month. You'll get access to some of the best Liverpool content on the web. And I'm not biased in saying that. We have a whole host of patrons who are over the moon with what we deliver. And we want you to be one of them. So head over to that link. Subscribe now for just £3 per month. Um, we do have the return of the long-awaited, the much heralded any other business returning this week, um, as there are no weekend fixtures for Liverpool. Um, so yeah, we'll be do- going back into an AOB format, which is good. I know the people have been waiting for that. Um, and of course, there'll be a whole host of analysis uh, from Peter and Mike over the international break for myself, Els, a little bit of breakdown. And who knows, there might be someone writing or two. So yeah, head over to the Patreon page and subscribe today. But yeah, we are going to talk about Liverpool 2, Ajax 1. Um, and Peter, I'm going to start with you. So the lineup drop. Um, obviously, we know Robertson wasn't playing. Um as he's got a knee injury, which is um, a bit of a, a bit of a downer. But I mean, Shimakas had a good game. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, t- we'll tackle that in a little bit later on. What were your initial thoughts on the lineup? And were you kind of surprised by anything that you saw? Um, no, not really. It was the lineup that I kind of like had in my mind that I thought. So interestingly enough, um, Klopp obviously talked about like reinvention um, after the Napoli game. Obviously, after the loss. And knowing Klopp very well, we know he doesn't mean a new formation. <laughs> he obviously means like probably um, just maybe like construction, a, a build up a bit different, um, having different ways of kind of like maybe stationing people um, out of position and in position and stuff like that. So obviously I knew that we'd play the 4 3 because, yeah, I don't think Klopp would deviate from that. Um, we're obviously only a week from our last game. Um, and obviously I think, where we don't have a game um, this weekend, we don't have Chelsea this weekend, which he was meant to play. I think we had to go by our strongest team. Um, it made sense to go by our strongest team because now we don't have another game until um, after international break. So our strongest team, I think, 
includes Matip, includes Thiago, and obviously they have to come in. So, um, yeah, only question for me was with Nunes or Jota start. Um, I thought Nunes might start because Jota hasn't had a preseason and um, he's only had that little cameo against Napoli. That was his whole like um, minutes this whole season. So, but he gave Jota the start, which I'm always happy to see Jota back. Happy to see my man's back, uh, my little shooter. And he played Elliot next to Thiago. So yeah, not not no complaints on lineup. To be honest, it was nice to see um, Thiago back. Um, that dog, etc., um, seems to have acquired more dog. Um, during his injury, which is nice. Um, we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit more detail later on. Um, Els, kind of similar question about the eleven, and just I thought it was interesting, kind of the way that we played tonight. Um, I've been reading a lot of analysis, kind of in the past week, as there's been a lot more downtime, and you know, been able to do a bit more analysis as well. There was a really good piece that Sam Maguire wrote in terms of how we've kind of tried to evolve the style and kind of do this new way of operating, and it all seems like it's a little bit too much too soon. But tonight felt like it was very much back to basics in a lot of elements. Um, the way we kind of operated, the way we got salary involved in the game um, a lot more. I mean, there was a lot not less reliance on the fullbacks to kind of creating stuff. But a lot of that is obviously due to Thiago coming back in the lineup. But what do you think in terms of Liverpool's style of play this evening? Do you notice anything different from what we've seen in the past few games? Or do you think, kind of think it was just um, the same old, but a bit more... Um, so yeah, it was good to see like Liverpool get back to basics and um, just do what they're really good at. Again, that first, do you want to say at thirty minutes, the pressing was there, was shutting down Alex's spaces. Um, Salah was getting in behind. The passing was a bit quick, but also controlled. So I think Klopp said in the active event, but it seemed like they just went back to what they really know. To be quite honest. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It was a lot of kind of back to basics, which was nice. Um, and I think Peter hit kind of hit the nail on the head there from what Klopp said. It's about it's not about rebuilding; it's about retooling in a way. So it's kind of figuring out what works for you. And you know, uh, it did feel like they were trying to do a bit too much too fast. And it's just everything everything that we did tonight seemed to work quite well. I mean, the BT analysis in terms of the the, the axe goal was, was was quite lazy, and we'll, we'll try and cover that um, in a bit more detail later on, but. Peter, kind of your thoughts on how we kind of you know started off the game. I thought first ten minutes were absolutely superb. Um, it was nice to kind of like actually get off to like a nice head of steam and look like we kind of build some momentum by ourselves. What kind of took you by surprise in that kind of first 10, 15 minutes of the game as we kind of looked like we were building a lot of, first of all, we were building a lot of possession, which was nice, um, and also kind of creating effective chances too. Did anyone kind of feel did anyone kind of look like they were the standout player for you in those kind of key moments early on? Um, the thing that took me by surprise was just seeing how 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 a midfielder should midfield. So seeing how Thiago plays after my eyes absolutely burning when I'm seeing I, I love James Milner, I love him like great servant to the club. But the the disparity like the the levels between James Milner playing that left centre mid role and then Thiago playing it is just absolutely like massive. <laughs> Like, it's just huge. And just seeing Thiago win his duels and then getting the ball, having the composure, picking out a player like and then. Fabinho just looks so much better when he's playing next to Thiago. Like, my shock, Fabinho looks like a much better player when he, ha- he doesn't have a 37-year-old playing next to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to see any other CDM 
in the league. Get Rodri playing next to James Milner and Javier. You know what I'm saying? Javier is a good player, but don't get me wrong. But he hasn't, he's not quite there in terms of that midfield um, what's called capability or responsibilities. So, like, Fabinho just having someone who's able to play next to him. And, yeah, he, yeah, they just look so much better as, as a tangent. And the base of our team looks so much more solid, having Matip, Van Dijk, Thiago, Fabinho. That, like, that quarter just, it makes me feel so safe. Like, in terms of they're able to win the ball back, they win their duels, and they're calm on the ball. And what Matic provides in possession is just, it's invaluable in terms of he's able to kind of bring that ball out and he's able to kind of find, play line-breaking passes. And, like, naturally, a team will let their our centre-backs have the ball or let centre-backs have the ball because, obviously, they're trying to, I don't know, mark plays in the field or now nah, forward line. But you can't really let Matic have the ball because he's too dangerous a bit. And what you're saying about like going back to basics is just it's just spot on. Like um having Salah again closer to goal. Our best player, Salah, by the way, you know, I'm someone who finished top goal scorer last season, um, having him closer to goal, working with our, our center forward, he just looks so much better. Him having touches in and around the box, and he scores from it, you know what I'm saying? He scores from um being close to goal. So yeah, it's like really, it's a really well taken finish as well. Yeah, definitely. And Jota, fantastic play from Jota as well to set him. Um, his link-up play looks much, looks so, so good as well today. But um, yeah, like just another thing on the back-to-basics point, having um, Salah Costa go and, tri- and then Elliot overlapping him so that it gives Salah space or whatever. Like, before, I don't know why we was playing Salah so like wide and having him hug the touchline and maybe having Elliot come inside or whatever. But like, I just, I just didn't understand it. And we kind of like ventured away from what worked so well last season. You know what I'm saying? And I just I couldn't understand it. I think maybe Klopp and Pet probably wanted they obviously had these like kind of a lot of like um what's the word? They had like a lot of things in mind, maybe when signing Darwin Nunes, like maybe in preseason they thought, okay, if we like kind of work on this and maybe we can get him chances and like but I think they just I think sometimes when you get a lot of like new players in. So obviously we have Nunes and Diaz. Diaz is obviously mm. not as new as Nunes, but sometimes you just need to let them settle in the system, but not change the system and change players. I think changing system and changing players at the same time is just way too much. So if you have a settled system that new players can come in and contribute, I think it works better. But changing system and then bringing new players in that system is just it was, I think it was just way too much. So I think going back to basics and playing how we normally play in this kind of four-three system and how we played for many years, it works. We looked much better team today and we looked just a lot more compact and yeah it looked a lot more fluid fluidity is the big yeah that's that that's the that's the right key word to be using now. i think the fluidity was the one thing that really kind of got back into the team today um and I'm, I'm really glad you have at that point home it just looked a lot more progressive they're able to build up easier and obviously you know we, we can we can wax lyrical about tiago all, all, all day long i mean the tenacity he showed in the middle of the park the progressive yeah. nature that he had the ability to not only just take a man on but to win the ball back in really key areas i mean even even fabinho was kind of looking thinking jesus i need to up my game a little bit here yeah i'm winning some tackles um which which was nice and obviously and the they're... fluidity thing as well i think that's the mm-hmm. reason why he went for jota instead of nunes today because, like, mm-hmm. you're playing someone who already knows the front line and already knows his system. And so you're not having maybe two people in that front line who kind of, like, kind of freestyle, do their own thing in Nunes and Diaz. He, he, he went for Jota, who kind of knows system. He knows our team. So I think that's why he went on Jota today, because that fluidity word, like, like we said. Els, I'm going to come to you on, on, on Jota. I thought first half, he was absolutely terrific. Um Second half, I feel like he probably kind of got a little bit, got a little bit tired uh, in, in some aspects, which is you know to be 
um, to be expected as he has just coming off the back of the injury. How did you feel about him operating in that number nine? Because I think obviously Pete, like Peter alluded to earlier on, the link-up play was just so much more cleaner, kind of echoing back to some of the stuff that we saw from the beginning of last season, um, which was a really standout linchpin to his game. But he seems to have graded it a little bit more, which is fantastic. He was one of the main drivers throughout that fluid as he too, you know, he was able to kind of drop back, but also be in those key dangerous areas, not only receive the ball, but to play really clever passes. What were your thoughts on Diego Jota's performance this evening? Yeah, I thought first half he was really good. Uh, I'm not going to hold him, man. He was really good first half. The hold up play was good. The link up play was good. He was finding the right pass at the right time. Um, even for the celebration, you could see he was doing, he played the right pass there. Um, I think I was, I was a big critic of Jota in terms of his um, all-round technical ability. I thought it was a bit, was a bit messy. But he is an awesome goal scorer. Like what I saw today, I really, it really gave me a lot of hope that yeah, he can play that number nine role. Um, I personally thought that he would be start, he would be a starter this season before Nunes because it will give time to Nunes to settle in. But obviously, injuries. Uh, got in the way but yeah today I, I did really like his performance um, one thing I do like about Jota is he's a very intelligent uh, forward I like how he gets his foot in front of the defender wins a lot of fouls he's very strong he's very sharp you know what I'm saying he's always looking to get the sharp, sharp. but today today was was a good performance as a number nine um, if I want to see more as a number nine I would like I would like a Firmino in behind him Firmino do all the like, technical work and just slide in the Can you say he's the best finisher at the club? Yeah, I probably would mm. say, yeah. Mm. I don't think he's better yeah. finisher than Salah. I think, I think <laughs> he will score two out of three. Salah wouldn't. If let's say I have three shot, I don't know, I don't know. Um, that that one's up in there, but he's yeah, he's a very there. very 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 accomplished finisher. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But today, not take anything away from him. He was really good. He was obviously tired out. He tired out towards the um, 65th, 70th minute, whenever he came off the pitch. But apart from that, he, he was good. Yeah, and do you know what Jot was doing? He was picking up these little spaces yeah. where, like, he would mm-hmm. kind of drive at the defense. Like you see, like them spaces where, like, maybe the inside forwards have run beyond him and he's just picking up in those little spaces and he's able to drive at and he was causing Ajax a lot of issues like Alvarez couldn't really pick him up and anytime he did they were just fouling him so it was just really smart play from Jota in terms of just picking up those little pockets that Ajax couldn't really um, couldn't couldn't really um, live with him in those in those pockets so they just had to foul him really so yeah it was really intelligent play a lot of a lot of high energy from Jota a lot of running behind which was absolutely fantastic um not too sure if these are his stats, um, just because the source is a little bit piggy, but um completed all his dribbles, um, won all his ground duels, won three fouls, two chances created, and obviously gets an assist. It's a, it's a proper workman shift they put in up front, and he also had kind of yeah. got in some good positions himself to kind of get some shots up, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, he just he just looks so much more fluid with him there. For Diaz put in a decent shift too, um, looked threatening at times. Um but yeah, it, it also gives me a little bit more hope as well to kind of see that when, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are kind of getting on Darwin Nunez for reasons that are unbeknownst. Probably more the fact that the early hard is just like absolutely banging everything in, in front of him um, on the pitch and probably off the pitch as well. Um, 
but it just, it just gives me the it just gives me the, the ability to stay kind of like if you give Darwin those reps as a number nine playing like how we did this yeah. evening, he'll be completely fine because you know you look at Jota kind of like the same mold of clay, mold of clay. They both got that dog in them. They both kind of got somewhat technical deficiencies that are similar to each other. And mm. if you can kind of coach them up over the time, yeah, give it give it six months. Um, you'll we'll probably see like similar performances out of him. But yeah, yeah um, let's just kind of wait and see. He, he looked he looked somewhat impressive when he came on for his, for his cameo. I thought if we want to kind of get into that discussion, um, I think, he I think probably so. I, I, I didn't, you know, I'd be. I just I felt like he's just so clanky today. Um, I thought it was a weird one because it got. I don't. I don't know if he'd be better in the four three three as opposed to the four two three one. Because I, I just thought the formation changed. Kind of like just messed it up a little bit. Yeah, it changed our rhythm, and it might not be through any fault of his. Cause I feel like Firmino didn't look great either when he came on. But this was like the rhythm kind of left, and they were kind of running around. It was kind of getting away. It was just fouling people. He got in a really good position um, for that goal. Um, not for the for the chance. Sorry, um, he always gets chances whenever he plays, which is a fantastic thing about him. His movement is fantastic. But I just felt like he had a couple of bad touches and it was just finding defenders really when he came on. But um, I don't know if it's his fault or him and Firmino both looked kind of like a bit, mm, you know what I'm saying? Just a bit, yeah. Like he said, I don't know, the formation change probably wasn't the best thing. Yeah, it was a weird one. Um, I but 25, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah first, first 10, first 10 was really bad. Um, there was a part, <laughs> there was a, he had a part, so yeah, what do you have? He had a touch where Diaz was going to run off of him. All he had yeah. to do was just set it and spin around. But <laughs> the touch was bad and it led to a it led to an Ajax attack. Then he had a few that he couldn't really get into the game. His touches were, it takes him a long time to warm up, do you know what I'm saying? But that's just the point I'm trying to get to. But when he did finally warm up, he had the chance where he missed and snatched that attack. Like you said, PR, I do like that he's getting chances. And once he just settled down to a system as well, um, there was a chance for Diaz with the keepers. Keepers oh, yeah. passed out for a point. I thought that was really good. But I like the way he went to the third level. It was a good pick out for Diaz. So fortunately, the keeper, keeper got there. So um, he has a lot of deficiencies that I know. Um, I just, I personally just think he's more confidence, more confidence in it. Mm, true. Yeah. That's the interesting thing as well, because he's getting all the stick in this criticism, but He's still getting like a shitload of chances. Loads. And his, his movement looks pretty good when he comes on, so he's obviously getting in the right areas. And I mean, the ball he puts in for that DS chance where the, that, that Targaryen brother, the, the goalkeeper, who's like 90 years old, um, you had like one of those. I, decept- I, he, wait, he had one of them like deceptively good, deceptively good I, games. He was right? sick. <laughs> he was sick. Did you notice that he's handling and his like, positioning was so elite? Like, I was thinking, fam, how does he know he's going here? Bro, so he's good. he's Calm. 39 years old, you know. Like, what, what's going on there? You know what? Yeah. You can play for a fair few Premier League teams. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it. You could, man. Yeah. Probably. The thing, I think, I think the thing with the, um, Nunes, like, I, I feel for him because I feel like with him, he's not he's not coming into a side that's settled. He's coming to, into a side where like 
this is like chaotic at the moment. Like we're literally trying to find our identity again. We're trying to find ourselves again. And I think it's extremely hard to come in, like to to play in this side at the moment because like we're doing different stuff and build up. Um, we just look like a shell of our former selves. Whereas if he came into a team that was settled and like everything was fine and all he had to do was just worry about himself, I think he'd he'd look a lot better. And like we saw the same thing with Thiago. You remember when Thiago first came in? And we had no centre-backs. And then Thiago was looking like... Everyone was saying that Thiago looked spooky and this and that. Then as soon as we started playing with centre-backs, Thiago looked so much better. As soon as Thiago started playing with Fabinho next to him, Thiago looked 100 times better. And it's the same thing with, like, Nunes, I think. I think once we get settled down and we start, like, have... A, like, yeah, I'm saying we have a midfield that plays regularly, constantly. We have an 11 that plays constantly, like, regularly. And he just has to worry about him playing as, as the man and taking his chances. He he will settle down as well when we settle down. So, I get, again, I just feel for him because he's coming into a chaotic side at the moment. That's maybe, I don't know, some might say this side is in transition. I don't know if it is, but, like, it, it maybe it needs to, like, Chris said, retool a bit and it's not very settled. So, um, I think when we settle down, he will too. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do feel for him a bit, just, just to give us some context. I hate that word when we're talking about Liverpool, transition, because it's not a transition. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just... Like I wouldn't a, use that word, like, like, no, I know you. I know you wouldn't. Yeah, uh, it's just like maybe retool. I would use or reinvent. Maybe. Yeah, it's, I would say retransition. Yeah, definitely. It's not a case of even reinventing the wheel. To be fair, is it? It's just kind of like how you've got all these different weapons in your arsenal now. How do we and retool is the perfect word? It's how do we kind of like you know readjust, adapt yeah. to all these different kind of you know um, pieces we have. So um, yeah, yeah, we, we have Matip, Thiago, Van Dijk. These are all PLA players that in their peak years or whatever these are, so. these, are peak, <laughs> these are good players as well yeah so um, tradition is a bit funny yeah <laughs> um Salah's goal uh it's it's a, it's a really good piece of football um I think that's one of the things that have been missing recently comes kind of really well off the transitions and some decent build of play too Jota in there for kind of like you know passing the ball through um Els I'll come to you do you think we'll be seeing a lot more of that kind of when we come back from the international break considering how just how good I think it was, just in terms of you know classic LFC style the goal. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I hope clubbers realised that whatever he was trying to do prior to this game, it wasn't working. Let's just you know play normal. Do you know what I'm saying? How many times have we seen Salah do that over the last what? This is his sixth season, sixth season. We've seen him do it year on year. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think I think that's that's what's what we need really. Intelligent play, intelligent play. It was really well done from Diaz to win the header. I think that's an unspoken aspect of his game. Gets up well, gets gets up well before the defender wins the header. Very good composure from Jota. Classic, classic Liverpool man. Nice yeah, little punt up feel from Allison. Really good control. Really good control. So it was it was good. Even Salah's finish was fantastic. Takes the first touch. Starts it away. It's Salah doing what it does. So we want to see a bit more of that, and it, it was good to see because the last couple of games he wasn't really getting chances like that. He was not getting any kind of clear cut chances where Salah one on one with the goalkeeper. So, yeah, I mean he, he was getting he was getting so many good positions uh, tonight, which was good. Um, I think he kind of did. Obviously, when we go to the four two three one, he kind of crept back out wide again, which I wasn't the biggest fan of, but. I mean, that first half again is just a personification of how good Liverpool are realistically when they kind of you know switch, switch it on and don't kind of um, go into this new shell that they found themselves in. It's just a, it was just a really nice thing to see. Um, 
we talked about Robbo's injury earlier on. Um, his deputy stepped up in Costa Shimakas. That might be the best game I've seen from Shimakas. Um, it was a man of the match. It was a man of the match for me. Oh, was a man of the match? Uh, what that? Yeah. Well, 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 well for me personally, for me, he should I be. Know, I don't know if he was. Um, he should be. I thought that was a, that was his best game since. Did you say last season? Yeah, well, he's yeah, not had yeah, a good. Yeah. He's not had a good game this season. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I was looking at um, just looking at his stats now. He creates five chances in the game, the most. Obviously, gets the assist, seventy-two touches, which is quite interesting. Um, didn't get dribble past, wins all of his tackles, and gets again gets a pretty key key interception too. Considering the ability, I mean, he had talent in his back pocket for the vast majority of the game, and we know how much of a talisman he is for Ajax. That's the one thing we haven't really seen from him. Uh, I, I will say he's that kind of like defensive nouse that you know kind of do, do come to expect from you from your left back. Obviously, Robbo shows it in bursts at times. He can have his odd bozo moment and playing someone onside. But kind of seeing him kind of have that extra gear to his defensive element, but also kind of being very, very, very good from a, from you know the offensive point of view. Obviously, with Robbo being out now, and obviously we don't know when he's going to come back. And Kishimikas putting in a performance like that. It makes you feel kind of comfortable knowing that you can still rely on that left hand side going forward. Peter, what were your thoughts on Shimakas's performance this evening? Um, and would you consider potentially playing him a lot more even when Robbo is back? Yeah, um, I thought Shimakas played a really good game um, this today. He was really cool and composed. There was a lot of times maybe like he was isolated with Tadic or Berg Bergweiss. Not not is that how you say it? Berg, not Bergwine, the other guy. Berg. But- yeah, 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 like he was outside with him, and then like I think one or two times he even like flicked it over his head and then just carried on playing. <laughs> it was just really like composed from him, um, and his anticipation today was really good. Like there was that key interception where like he kind of tracks the man all the way back, um, mm-hmm. and and then he get he's even on the right side, so he's, he's on Trent's side, and then like he does a little shimmy, and then he loses his man, and then just plays out of position. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that's class, like that's quality. Um, and he helped him build up too. I don't, I don't know if you might noticed, but like, I think the ball a lot of the time it was like Matip, Thiago, Shimkas, like they were all like very key in build up today. Um, so I think he's quite composed in build up. And yeah, I was, I was really impressed with his performance today. Um, this season I haven't really liked him in terms of the fact that like I don't, Robinson hasn't really had a great start to the season. But when Shimkas would come on, his little cameos were even scared. Like they were even spooky as well. So. Um, yeah, I think he needed this performance. Other than the Bournemouth performance, I think where he got two assists, I think, yeah, this has definitely been his best performance this season. And I, yeah, I'm more than happy for him to, if he plays well, to keep his, his side in, in the team. Like, we have to reward great, good performances, you know? Um, if if you play well, then you should, you should start based on merit. And I don't think Robson's been in the best best of form recently. So if Shimkas can keep this form up for the rest of the season, then... Um, I don't see why I shouldn't start ahead of Robertson if it's based on merit. Yeah, I wouldn't be in any risk kind of taking him out the uh, out of the team too far. I think the, the, the key the key point uh, you made there about him helping up in the build up. Um, he said not deeper at times. I thought it was quite interesting. He wasn't kind of like looking to try and make that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Which I, I actually thought helped Diaz out quite a bit. Um, yeah, because you just kind of provide him with a little bit more space too and. Yeah, no, I, I was I was really impressed. He looked really settled next to to Dematic. Um Was he by Matip? No, he wasn't. He was by Van no, Dyke. Yeah. yeah, he looked really he looked really settled next to Van Dyke, which which was good too. 
Um, and that kind of that that, that whole left hand triangle worked really well. Uh, him, Van Dijk, and um, and Thiago kind of in possession in in that build up play. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's just good. Hope we can kind of keep working on that um, when they kind of get this extended preseason in. Um, let's do a little bit better. A, a little bit better. That doesn't even make sense, uh, Dan. You can very much tell it's eleven o'clock and I've been up since half four this morning. Um, let's do some better analysis than BT Sports did for uh, the goal that we conceded because it was utter dog shit, and I'm pretty sure Michael Owen was just there as some form of like work experience child. Um, who we we all lay, laying the blame at for that? Because the consensus will be, oh, it's Trent not being switched on, but. What we've seen from the right-hand side in midfield role, from the defensive role that we all know that it has in terms of it being quite a key fulcrum, you know, obviously how, not only how the attack um, is facilitated, but in covering the defensive space to allow that space, to, to allow that right-hand side to kind of be facilitated too. Do you think Harvey Elliott has to do a lot better in these situations if he's going to be playing on that right-hand side going forward? Because... He should be one of the ones either picking up Kudus or um, one of the other fellows who was on the ball there too. Um, the name escapes me. But Els, I'll come to you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As he matures, I think Javier will kind of grow into that, but you kind of do feel in situations like that specifically, you need to grow up in the room to kind of help deal with those things. Yeah, you see something's a bit more switched on. See what's going to happen. You can understand the picture, and as Harvey Elliott plays more games, you will understand the picture a bit more and a bit quicker. Um, I know he was talking in a group chat how yeah, Trent should follow his man, but we've seen that ball go behind the right back a long time. So the right back goes to press it, goes behind it, the centre back comes out to engage with the man, or one of your midfielders to drop him. So Fabinho should drop him. As, um, as, as Matip goes out, Fabinho should drop him. And your right side is sending him, should also drop him to cover that space on the right hand side or the left hand side of that box so that any second balls he can pick up. But then when you don't have no one there, it leaves a big space. And then um, Bergeois has, takes about what, two touches in the box? He has time to run across Van Dyke. Van Dyke hasn't really got time to close down Kudus and he finishes very, very well. So I know the general consensus and the easiest for me to, to do is to blame Trent because that's what's involved right now. Obviously, he should he should even track back as well, but he doesn't. But the main thing I'm saying is that once that ball goes past your right back, you know, people need to be alert and need to get into their spaces and I know we've really done that that's why the goal is kind of easy yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from Kudus. I mean, that's, it's an absolute, it's an unbelievable finish. He hits that with the power of what I can only describe as like a thousand stuns. I mean, the sound it made when it hit the crossbar was absolutely insane. Um, Peter, I kind of pose the same question to you. Um, we see 
that right hand side at, at some points it is it, it is food and it's obviously it is the place that one well, that people do target considering you know some of the space they can and the joy they can get from there not to lay the blame entirely on Elliot because you know Fabi's a fault in, in certain aspects there too what do you think they just need to do better in those scenarios kind of going forward because I mean we gave up we, we didn't give that many we didn't give up that many chances um of, of high quality to Ajax today I think the total predicted XG is like 0.24 but obviously they get the goal. What do you think we need to do better in these scenarios to make sure that we're kind of not getting in these deficits where we need late winners, I guess? UEFA Champions League football is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every game from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more in football's biggest club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time and extra time and stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Mm. I don't know, man. It's hard to say. I, 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 I was going to say, I mean, I don't know why I posed that question like that because if you had all the answers, you'd probably be on the coaching yeah. staff. So. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. I think the Elliot-Trent um, kind of um, partnership on the right, defensively, I don't think it's working. I, I'll be honest. I, I don't think it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whilst attacking-wise, I might have some nice patterns to it. Defensively, I don't think Elliot is um, responsible enough yet at this is age. Is it like a kind of like innocent naivety to it? Um, I just don't think he's naturally defensive-minded because he's been a winger for most of his career. So it's not natural for him to pick up runners off the ball. Like, the most he would have to do is maybe track his, full, his, his opposing fullback, but not all the time fullbacks go forward, you know what I'm saying? So as a winger who's been converted to centre-mid, it's not natural for him to think, OK, shit, if we lose the ball, where should I be? You know what I'm saying? Like, the best midfielders, defenders, when they when we, when we they lose the ball, they kind of like, they always think, okay, where should I be positioned in case we lose the ball? But Elliot's not like that. Elliot's obviously thinking, I want to be on the ball. I want to be attacking. So it's not really on him. Um, it's not really his like game to really track runners and really be alert defensively. And I feel like this is kind of costing us. But at the same time, <laughs> Trent, 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 Trent. And Maybe I am still kind of hurt and disappointed by his Napoli performance. So maybe that's still contributing to it. But I just feel like, how old is he now? 23, 24? And we're still at this point where we kind of need our right centre mids to kind of hold his hand defensively. And he kind of needs his help um, on that right-hand side. Like, I don't know how many times we concede goals from this right-hand side. It's so frustrating to me. And I'm past the point of saying, OK, maybe can, Trent can learn or maybe Trent can kind of, um, if he supplies himself a bit more, this, that. It's just, he's not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's, he just doesn't want to. I think there are certain games where he obviously has good games offensively and maybe like a final, he might be more motivated for, like a semi-final, but he might, might be more motivated for. But week to week, it's a week, it's a, it's a weakness on our team. Like, it generally is a weakness on our team. And teams each are on the right-hand side. So, again, we have to find a way in our system to cover this deficiency or cover this weakness. You know what I'm saying? If it's by not playing Elliot and putting someone there who's more defensively aware or maybe buying a right centre mid who is great athletically so that they can kind of track um, runners on that side, then maybe that can help. Like I think we were talking today about Valverde and there's supposed rumours that um, he that we put a bid for him today. You know what I'm saying? That type of midfield would be perfect because he's peak athletically and he would be able to help Trent on that right-hand side. So um, 
Yeah, I, I, I just think it's a big problem um, in this team currently because obviously we don't have that dynamism, we don't have that athleticism um, type of midfielder where they're able to kind of um, help with that right-hand side and help runners and help stuff like that. And yeah, and the goal, okay. The goal, there's no, firstly, there's no pressure on the ball. That's that's a problem because our system is, is valued around pressing and it's valued on not giving midfielders and opponents time to pick passes you know these are professional footballers if you give them time to pick passes they will kill you and there's no pressure mm-hmm. ball. so Salah should be pressing blind um that's he should be pressing blind that's not good enough from him and then Elliot Thiago Thiago presses the keeper for no reason oh I, I didn't see uh, I can't remember that that far back but yeah I don't <laughs> so know he's, he's, he's mashed up the whole thing because he's out of, he's out of free and Diaz has to drop in so he's, he's already mashed it all up so and everyone then, has to drag across Oh, okay, okay, got you. Yeah, so that's not good enough for him as well. And then Berghaus makes a run. So Berghaus looks like it's Elliot's man. He makes a run. Elliot doesn't track him. Again, not good enough for him not tracking runners. And at that point, obviously, again, it's a catalogue of errors. So then Trent has to kind of make a decision between either tracking Berghaus or going fully to press the ball. And I feel like he's stuck in between and doesn't make a decision quick enough. So then... The, the, the um, Blind's able to make the pass and he doesn't track Berghaus and obviously Berghaus makes the running behind him. So I think in that position, to be fair, like Ellis said, um, it's a catalogue of errors. So it starts with Thiago, then it goes to Elliot, Stella, then it goes to Elliot. But um, Trent should make a decision to either follow um, Berghaus or not. And I think, um, yeah, that, 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 that's my decision. But that right-hand side, I, I do think it's a problem for us, man. I do, I do, I do. Is it I class- think you're... Sorry, I was gone. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I think you're doing a disservice to Trent because second half he's actually pocketing her badge. Like there's a couple, yep. there's one where he he stood him up one one v one, took the ball off him, and then given it to Diaz. Diaz had a little chance. So I think we do a little disservice. I think when you put a player there like Elliot, the problem is is that you're giving your right back too much work to do. So it's, it's almost like three against one, and that's really unfair to Trent. So you're telling Trent, okay, I want you to hold off. Wait, no, you need to press that. Hold on. Why is that man running behind him? Do you know what I'm saying? So, so there's a lot for him to do. If the reason why people like the likes of Henderson, the likes of Gini, Valad, and Milner, to a lesser extent, like before, like, let's say before he got to like he was 100 years old, the reason why there was that 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 right hand side was so successful is because they knew that okay, Trent's gonna bump forward. Let me try and watch the runners, or if. If the right set of mid is bowling for us, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and wait. So then Trent didn't have too much work to do. Uh, I know a lot of people do say, oh, he doesn't track back, he doesn't do that." But fam, if you've got three, sometimes four people on that right hand side doing a lot, a whole lot of stuff, it's, it's too much. It's just too much. Um, there's times where, like last week against Napoli, there was times where he just didn't look really bothered, and that's unacceptable. You can't really come really do that on a football pitch. But then if you go last week again, like I was saying in the group TPR. You can't, I mean, Gomez, that's that's bread and butter, man. Get rid of the ball. What, what are you doing there? You can't say, oh, let's go all the way back to the start of phase. Look at Trent. Then you forget about how the ball got into the back of the net when someone just got bullied. So I feel sometimes like it's, it's an easy win just to say, oh, look at Trent. Oh, look at Trent. Like all the videos they were showing, they will show Trent, but they want to show how the ball got into the back of the net. <laughs> and it was like four touches after that. So I think we need to we need to really like delve into it because if he was part of a defense that conceded twenty odd goals, a defense that was very miserly, what has changed? 
what has really changed in, in, in his game per se. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think there's more to it than just like, oh, he's not doing enough. Okay, cool. Um, he had a great second half. Fair play to him um, against Bergwijn. Fair play. But it just, it still doesn't hide the point that like when we do concede goals, they mostly come from this right-hand side. So there is a problem there. And a left-hand side, it's the same thing. Like the left-hand side, they play the same they play the same way, but why don't goals come from that side? Um, teams target that side, and there's a reason for it. So I, I don't, I don't know, what, like what, what, what you want to like. There's a weakness there, bro. Like there's generally a weakness there. We have, we have to try. And now you say it. that, but I, I like to see how many goals come from that left hand side more than. Again, it's a thing whereby we're always looking at trend. That's the thing. A lot of goals come no, from that left hand side. Bro, if we're saying, no, but if you're saying that Robo has bozo moments, he has a lot of bozo moments. But it's on the ball. My, my, my grief with Robertson is on oh, the even, even people run in behind him. I've seen a lot of goals. Last, when we played, I think we played Man City. Man, you're, 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 I feel like right. you're avoiding this issue because, like, what there's, there's no, no, there's no issue. There's no issue well, to avoid when it's... There is a issue to avoid, fam. Like, we need... Listen, we bro, need bro, listen, him. listen. It's, it's too easy to just blame one person. You I'm not just blaming the him. I'm holding the right-hand side is a problem. No, you are. That's what I'm saying. You, you basically see the holding midfielder and the right centre mid literally not pick up any space. Literally, they're just left. Okay, but last season, by, by himself. last season we had the same discussion and it was we were saying that, oh, it's Henderson. It's Henderson because his legs are not declining. And this isn't, oh, it's, it's Elliot because um he's too young. Like, fam, come on. Like, at what point will we... No, no, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that... We were saying last season... There's too many... No, I don't know if I can't remember to say that. What do you mean? Well, you didn't say last season that Henderson hasn't got legs anymore. That he can't track back. What I'm saying, yeah. Fam, last season, we was elite last season, bro. I can't remember us saying that. We were going through a lot of problems. Nah, no. I think think a lot of people, yeah, they just... It's too simple, like... Like, it was basically like the... What we saw, the analysis we saw at half-time, it was just too simple, was that... Real further just showed it just showed a, a straight line, a, a ball going in a straight line. Oh yeah, Trent needs to do better there. Yeah, but fam, how did the ball get into the box? How did it get into the box? Why did why has a man got the ball in the box? What about that? That's what I'm trying to say. Because so even if the full the, the guy did, hold on, the guy has the ball in the box because they've obviously gone down the right hand side and he's crossed it. That's why, that's why. What do you mean? Yeah, but bro, Matic was exactly, cover, so, but he's not quick bro. enough to cover. Cool. So, but the thing is, even if it's gone for the right, there's a lot of time that the ball goes on the right side and we get rid of it. There's a yeah, lot of time. Okay, brilliant. Thing. But when we do concede, well, then, well, fam, you can't you can't just take one thing and just say, oh, but yeah. But it's a goal. We can, you can't because these are high. It's the highest level. It's the margins. We concede goals from this. It's a yeah, problem. Exactly. It's the highest it's level. Few and far between. If, it's but, not though because you before last week. Then, to, like last, like Cop said last week. Cop said last week. Yeah. The reason why we're conceding so many goals is because there's not enough pressure on the ball in it. So if you're not putting pressure on the ball and the ball keeps on coming back and you still want us to try and play a high line, we're going to get caught out every time. So people need to all do their individual jobs in it. That's not to take away that Trent, at times, he needs to be more alert. That's fine, 100% in it. But you can't just say the re- there's a reason why and he's the main catalyst. That's a lie. Like that, I, I just can't have that. That's how is that I mean, lie that we, so we we need a midfielder to cover. But, but you're going on again. You're going on like people standing up one v one and beating all the time. No, like, they like, run behind him, and uh, runners obviously going behind him. Exactly. Him, but if they run in behind him, I mean, he's pushed up. So that's why people need to track runners. Yeah, like, but it's, it's, it's most of the time it's his man, though. It's his. It's, most of the time it's actually his man. 
most of the time. So what he's man? So he's man. I've uh, so he's man's got the ball and scored. No, because he'll go to press the ball or something like that. But this is decision making. Well, exactly, he, he's, he's, so, he's, not, so if he goes to press the ball, then he has to has to stop it. Otherwise, that's it. We're finished. You know. But I'm, so what I'm saying is that. But what? Okay, hold if on. Does my, one point, though, hold on. my main point is that my, my main point is that why do we need a amazingly athletic midfielder to kind of cover and hold his hand? Because you don't, you don't need that. You just need people to track the runners. You just need, need people that. to track runners. That's all. You don't need anyone to hold his hand. Just track your runners. Like if you're saying that, oh, Ra, he pushes up too much. He's gonna push up and press the ball in it. So you need track the runner. It's simple. Why are you letting him someone just run past you? I don't, I don't understand. I feel like you're, you're getting offensive over Trent, and I love Trent as much as you do, bro. But I'm acknowledging that there's a weakness there and there's a problem there. And no, I don't exactly. Think I'm, I'm saying the weakness to you, though. Like, track runners, innit? If Trent not... was getting beaten up 1v1, okay. If Trent was but getting he does, beaten up 1v1, like, last week he got beaten up 1v1. No, what I'm saying, no, if, if man stand him up and just get into the box, I understand that. You can't step, if, he's, if some people are standing him up, and get into the box week in, week out, and he's not doing it. I understand it. But I can't say that, all oh, right, he's pressed. He's going to press the ball, and then the ball's gone round him. Okay, so 1v1, so do you think... Okay, 1v1, do you think he's good enough? He's decent enough. Oh, he's decent enough. Like I said... <laughs> did, what, did you watch the game, Peter? Did you watch, Peter, did you watch the game? Yeah, did you, did you I watch watched, the, and did you watch... Okay, okay, so... Did you watch okay, the, so the, the left winger okay. last week? The left, left winger was a better player than Bergwijn. He's, he's not a better player than Bergwijn. Is he not a better player than Bergwijn? I don't care. I don't care. I don't, don't really care. care. But what I'm, saying, what I'm saying to you, did you watch the game? You watched the game, right? Yes, I did watch the game. But he's okay. not playing so Bergwijn. You're, you're telling me you're telling me he's get, he gets beaten at 1v1. How many times did he get beaten at 1v1? But, and, and if I, what's, no, but the thing is, you're focused on today's game. It's a, it's, a, it's, a main, it's a common theme throughout the whole season. It's a problem. Last week, again, last week, yeah, it was a thing whereby he didn't follow the runner, and that's fine. No, the guy, was, needs to the guy that, chipped over his leg. Did you not see that goal where the guy chipped over his leg? Okay. No, like I said, fam, what I'm saying is that we're going on too much, and it's always Trent. Like, oh, Trent. I'm not saying it's Trent. always Trent. It's I Trent. acknowledge fam, that Elliot and Henderson are. I acknowledge that Elliot is also not tracking his runners too, but I'm saying that there's only some times we can blame the right centre mid. He has to be, he has, he has to be accountable as well. He has to be. Right, fair, fair enough, man. Fair enough, man. That was quite insane stuff, by the way. Um, you sidetracked your show, Chris. <laughs> it's not my show, Sasha. <laughs> um, no, that was, that was, that was, I, I consider me for a sports entertainer. there. Um, what you both had. Very compelling points. I think it is. Sometimes it's a lack of effort, um, as we saw against Napoli last week. But there was also kind of issues like today, where it was kind of like a, a structural and systematic issue. But you can also kind of acknowledge that probably could have done a little bit better in certain certain scenarios, just in terms of the awareness. But but yeah, yeah. I just kind of go back back to that point that we made about um, Valverde. It is interesting that, that was one of the names that did pop up because I mean, obviously me me you and um, me and you and Yak were talking about it earlier, um, Pierre, in terms of like how he operates and how he plays in that Real Madrid system, how he's very much kind of on that right right hand side and does a lot of the dirty work, as it were. Um, and yeah. you can kind of see the athletic profile. He's really quick. He's really pacey. He's got that. Um, he's got, oh, what's, what what do I call it? That gentrified PMP. There we go. Um, okay. That you know, some some people crave and, and covet now. You can definitely see how a guy like him would kind of 
operating the system. Now, I don't think he'd ever leave Real Madrid at, at this point unless he's kind of like forced out in a, in a weird like Di Maria or Ozil situation to get a better player in. But it's it's kind of it, it's comforting in a way to know to know that the, the club, uh, although he is frustrated in some aspects that like we talked about as well in terms of not going for kind of other players such as such as Nunes. It's it's comforting to know that they they kind of have these players identified and know what the actual objective is in terms of kind of recruiting for this right hand side in midfield role. Yeah, for sure. Um, at least acknowledging a profile that we kind of need. That that's the, I think that's the main encouraging thing that um, we need a, a profile like athletes, athletic midfielder that dynamic that can get up and down. I don't think there's many midfielders on our team who can actually get up and down the pitch comfortably, you know what I'm saying? Do a 80, 90, 90 yard sprint comfortably and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and support the attack, get back. I don't think it's I like I, I like how you basically just said there's a lot of players who can't rush. <laughs> 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 hey, but I don't know. There, there's certain midfielders in there. I don't want to talk too much on, but, um, but yeah, it's comforting that, that we are targeting that kind of role. And also, to be honest, I think the thing with Valverde, a lot of people don't actually give him credit for. He's actually quite techie. Like, He's yeah, quite techie as well. He's not just a, a workhorse. He's, he's proper techie as well. One well, of those ones where you look at him, you're like, you're a white boy. Um, one of them ones. Yeah, good player, good player, good player, man. I, I really interesting because I know the links to Luka Sukic were quite strong in the transfer window too. So I wonder if that, you know, he's, they've kind of got similar profiles in terms of like athleticism and build. So I wonder if that could be kind of like a solution for the right-hand side of the role. Um, but um, yeah, they're, they're pretty adamant that they only want one specific person at this point now. Um, and it's on them. Yeah, big Jude, um, who randomly dropped Mohamed Salah into a Messi or Ronaldo conversation earlier today. I don't know if you all saw the clip, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, there was like... Um, it's like some video that they did for, for, for Dortmund. And, and there was like... One of the questions asked him was kind of like... a. Who would you rather have? Obviously, Messi or Ronaldo. You pick, you pick Messi. Uh, but then he went, you know, for kind of how we play in our team at the moment, I don't want Mohamed Salah, you know, in like a very broad Birmingham accent. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Said Mohamed Salah unprovoked. He was like, yeah, yeah, gets goals, works hard. I'm like, yeah, interesting. Interesting that you just bring a man's name up unprovoked mm-hmm. into, a, into a discussion that's not about him. Now, I'm not someone who likes to kind of spread conspiracy theories or speculate. <laughs> I'm not that type of person at all. I mean, not in the slightest, but, but yeah, man, makes you think, doesn't it? Makes you think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of the overall performance, um, I thought we were, I thought we were, I thought we were uh, way better tonight. I mean, it, it, it wasn't difficult considering the auto shit show that we saw last week, um, which I kind of don't want to discuss anytime soon, mainly because uh, I had a very long day at work and like slept through most of it, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were miles better. Thiago kind of coming in helped a lot. Um, and the big fella at the back, Mr. Joel Matip, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad, you know, it, I, 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 I like Joe Gomez, but there are some deficiencies in his game and obviously he's only just kind of getting back up to speed from kind of not playing it as much last season and recovering from that injury, which I did think, I do think took him a little bit longer to recover from than he himself and the club would like to admit. But you see from like a performance that like the massive put in this evening, like we talked about, those marauding runs, they're so difficult to kind of really navigate in terms of like from, from an opponent's point of view, in terms of what the risk reward is. When we saw the reward for it from, from the Leeds game last year, where he scored off that, off that run, and he's obviously he helps to progressive. He helps in the builder play so much. But I mean, his defensive work there is absolutely outstanding. I, I, I don't recall him ever being bullied at all or just kind of like looking out of sorts. 
he was absolutely fantastic and you know there couldn't be a more iconic player um else to, to to grab the winning goal what were your thoughts on Matic's performance this evening yeah no he was fantastic man um yeah he does what he does he comes in reads the game well great footballer you will never tell me that he's not the quickest um he calms the team a lot he calms the team a lot but he finally picks out passes very well there's no sense of uh, erratic loss of his play um, I enjoyed his performance he was up there to discuss uh Deserved the goal as well. Deserved the goal. A couple of times when he came into midfield, that like, he picked one ball out to. I think it was Jota. But Jota didn't spin out because Diaz was Diaz was there free. Mm-hmm. It was such a lovely. No, nah, no, I think it was Bobby. Bobby didn't spin out. Jota. Anyway, doesn't matter. But yeah, it was a fantastic little find in the middle. Like the weight of pass. Uh, you, uh, Thiago would have been proud of that. Uh, yeah, he was really good today. Man. Really good. Great player. He was really, really good. Um, Peter, I'll come to you. He was, he was really good threat from set pieces. I think him and Virgil were annoying that you know, Virgil didn't get a goal considering the amount of, kind of clear chances or clear opportunities he had from kind of like set pieces today. What were your thoughts on Matip? And kind of, I guess ultimately, in a way, I, I know you kind of said it earlier on, but what does it mean for Gomez in a way for, for the longer term? Obviously, we know he'll get games. Um, obviously, Canate should be back after the international break. But what do you think it does for his standing as well, uh, kind of longer term into the season? I think, yeah, Matip was, was fantastic today. Um, very impressive. I, like, he just gives us so much in terms of, obviously, being that kind of season vet, um, he's positioning. And like Ellis said, you wouldn't know that he's, you know I'm saying, not the quickest because the way he positions himself um, is superb. Um, he's, he's, and he's aggressive when he needs to be. I wouldn't call him, like, the most... He does play on the front foot, but he's not the most, like, aggressive, like... You know what I'm saying? Boom, 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 like defender. But like when he needs to be, he'll win a header, he'll step into a challenge or like win a duel or whatever. Um, and I, I like I, I like defenders like that. That um, when they need to be, they can be aggressive, but they're not, you know what I'm saying, all aggressive. They haven't, they're not, he's not like a bozo. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, it was fantastic. He was on the ball back very quickly. And yeah, he, he's another weapon in our tool, um, in our arsenal when we have position, like I said. Um, obviously, he gets time on the ball. And when he does get time on the ball, he's able to kind of pick passes out. Um, he's very good on the ball. I think we definitely have to start discussing Matip's ability on the ball in terms of definitely being one of the best like ball-playing defenders in the, in the league for me. That's definitely one of the key things as well, especially when you say he doesn't really have those bozo moments because you think for a, you know someone who's kind of marauding forward as much as he does, picks out a lot of key passes, you'd think there'd be a lot more bozo moments. In the only thing he might do, he might lose it when he's doing those kind of passes, but he never like you'll never see him like, I don't know, go crazy or like, you know what I'm saying? Just those bowls or challenges and stuff like that. And obviously, naturally, you all lose it when you're doing them risky passes. You know what I'm saying? That's only that's only natural. No, for sure. I mean, I, I, I love the guy. It's um, it's crazy how much he's kind of just improved during his stay at the club, really. Yeah. Um, and the one thing about him and Thiago, I've noticed, yeah, they can be injured for like a year, six months, and they just come back and they slot straight to the team. Like, you know how that <laughs> man, when they get injured... Like, it takes them a while to, like, kind of get that rust or whatever. With um, Mata and Thiago, they don't really ever seem to be rusty. They can just come in and just have a great performance straight away like that. It's so funny of them too. But, um, yeah, th- them two are, are very elite players. And it's no surprise that we kind of improve when they come back into the side. Um, yeah, we improve tenfolds. So that, that's not, no surprise. Um, and I, with Gomez, I think it's, it's difficult for him because... 
um, that kind of run in the side was his chance to kind of maybe cement and maybe kind of get that kind of place back next to Van Dijk. But I think he just, he's a victim of kind of unfortunate circumstances and that obviously he comes into a very chaotic side um, that's kind of lost his way. And then obviously the, the kind of unbalancing of the right-hand side, I mean, Ellis of Argudova doesn't really help him as well. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see Gomez with Thiago with, you know what I'm saying, with, the beat, like, with this team. But yeah, it, it's difficult for him. I think, yeah, I think he might be behind Mexico Conate for for a minute still. No, I think that's a completely fair analysis. I mean, you know, it, it's gonna it's, it's it's gonna be a weird season. Um, I I'd like to think that Conate will probably go to the World Cup. Um, yeah. so there'll be opportunities for for Gomez to kind of play after that period. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I'm really hoping kind of like now it's gonna be a bit of an extended preseason. Um, what, what, did, what did you guys think of Ellis? I'll ask you this. What did you guys think of that Calvin Bessie guy, by the way? Ellis, I'm not sure. Nah, it wasn't his best game today, man. He was, he was, um, he was getting stressed. Every time they showed him on he was getting stressed, stressed out. Every time they showed him on his, whatever he's weaker football is from, he just kept right on football. kicking out of play. His <laughs> right foot, yeah, kept on kicking out of play. I was kind of disappointed because he, I know that he's a bit better than that, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But I mean, if you got Salah running at you constantly for ninety minutes, it, well, the thing with Salah is that it will run at you. It might deflect, tear, deflect, but he just keeps on running at you, and it's, it's very stressful, it's very tiring. He so, couldn't. Ha- he couldn't handle. He, he, he couldn't. He couldn't deal with it, man. Like that. He, that, he, got, he got really. He got really lucky that that one foul didn't get given, where he basically just pushed Salah over because yeah. he, was like, <laughs> he just shifted him. Down. Hey, that kills me. Him off the ground, bro. <laughs> Um, like they showed the replay just, back and I was like bro both hands are you mad like, <laughs> he's picked him up he literally picked him up um, yeah but I think he's better than that but today he just didn't really show it to be quite honest I think I think um, his PMP is Pete though like his PMP is different he's in that 99th percentile for like PMP. yeah like his PMP is different I just think that it doesn't look smooth when he's on the ball. Like Ellis said, he just looks yeah. a bit impressive. It's kind of a bit... Yeah, like he can get under his feet or something like that. Or he doesn't really like the angles on his right foot and stuff like that. And also, he, but he's super aggressive, like a super, super aggressive kind of defender. I don't know. He's a big lad as well, you know? Yeah, he's, he's big. big yeah, yeah, big. Got, like, I think he's got to be like 6'2 or something. Like, in, in, in that league, so though, he will, he will eat in that league, though. Cause, oh, well, yeah, he will eat. He will, he will, <laughs> yeah, he will mess up a lot of centre. Um, some of them European games I was watching Rangers in last season he was running around like fucking Baracy it was ridiculous that was, that was. <laughs> but even in the final even in the, the final, final he was like man the man, man. He, was, he was the man but he'll come good he's, he's a young kid um, he'll come good but today wasn't just one of them days true you, you don't you don't run into Yamaha Salah's that much in the Eredivisie um, bro yeah. you I like Cody Gakpo, but there's levels to this game. Um, Just pair so, yeah. J Balvin's in there, man. <laughs> pair J Balvin's in there, man. <laughs> pair J Balvin's, bro. But Anthony's. Anthony's. Oh, man. These men are not Salah, bro. Bro, they're doing one step over these days and it's 80 million quid. What's the world coming to? Insane. Before we log off, uh, I am conscious that it's a little bit late. Um, what... I'm hoping they kind of do this extended preseason thing, kind of get together, work on their game. Obviously, tomorrow will probably be a re- light recovery, but he'll want them kind of doing drills as, you know, he was very adamant that it was a lot of tough love 
um, after that Napoli result, which which was a good thing. Um, I think a lot of them kind of needed a little bit of an inconvenient truth in terms of their performances and quite on, quite honestly their focus and ability on the pitch, which was quite dire, especially in that Napoli performance. What do you guys want to see them kind of work on now? Uh, before they go off on this international break? Is it passing shapes? Is it kind of some defensive structure? What What do you guys specifically want to see either the team or certain individuals work on whilst they've got this bit of a gap? Um, okay. So I think what... what okay, I'll say what it's easy for me to say. What I liked about this game was that um, the intensity was there. And when we lost the ball, we... we um, like, we... we, we pressed and we kind of hunted in groups and packs and I think there was I think there was one moment where like we lost the ball like a counter-attack and like I think after we scored and everyone got back like I saw Salah I saw Fabinho I saw Thiago like all run back into shape very quickly and that was one thing I didn't see in a Napoli game that kind of like hunger and desire to get back into shape quicker so I like that um and I, I was yeah I was, I was impressed with our performance today I liked what I saw from the boys obviously I saw a lot more um hunger and I saw a lot more desire and I saw them obviously have a bit more structure. I think that comes naturally with um, Thiago come back into the side. Okay, my thing is that I haven't really learned much from today, if that makes sense. Like, and I know that Thiago, Matip, Jota are quality elite players and that will improve when they come back to the side. But um, what I wanted to see today was maybe just a bit of like a, I don't know, like maybe a bit, a bit more kind of, a different, maybe not what style of playing away of playing. I think that's a bit harsh to expect, but like when if Thiago gets injured again, are we going back into the same kind of struggles? You know what I'm saying? Does Milner come back into the side and then we start struggling again? So I just feel like we kind of need to find a way of playing where we don't have to rely so heavily on like a profile of Thiago, if that makes sense. So maybe like a, I don't know, not a full, maybe like a 4 3 1, or maybe haven't playing a 4 3 3, but are. Uh, I don't know, maybe our fullbacks don't push up so high or... But yeah, just maybe playing a system that doesn't... Because we... I don't know. I, I don't think we can rely on having Thiago fit for the whole season. Matip, maybe. We, I'm not sure. But like... So I just wanted to kind of maybe... Klopp obviously needs to use this kind of pre-season, pre-season as a way to kind of coach the team and maybe kind of formulate a kind of plan so that our structure is good enough that when Thiago is out, when Matip is out, that we don't kind of look go back to the shell of our former selves in the start of the season. I mean that's I think that's incredibly fair. Um I think this is the big big annoying thing for me. And I, I know we all kind of like realistically share the uh, the same sentiments that it's really annoying that kind of like a guy like Curtis Jones isn't hasn't been available for these run of games. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, we look at it, athleticism, a bit of dynamism can give you a little bit offensively and you know, kind of like tracking back in in, in, his, in, his, in his work ethic. I mean, I mean the last time we played Ajax at home, he's probably I, I generally think he was one of the match for that game. Um, you know what? I've never really complained about Ellis. Maybe I don't know. Have you ever complained about Curtis defensively? It's always been nah, like his, his decision making, man. Yeah, like, exactly. it's always decision making, yeah, final products. Yeah. But defensively, he's quite, he's, he's kind of sound. Like defensively, I don't know. It's interesting because he's always got he's always got the fundamentals down with this kind of like positioning and where he needs to be. Yeah, he's one of those players where he's kind of guaranteed to get like two or three interceptions a game because he like he's quite switched on and aware. But we know we know what the detriment is to his you know kind of game going forward, where he's a little bit indecisive, indecisive in certain moments. So, I mean, if that's the trade off you get, I mean, it's worth it to a degree because he probably is someone who's capable of like lashing one off from thirty yards and kind of putting in the top bins as we have seen. But, but yeah, 
kind of flight. He is a bit of fight or flight when he gets gets kind of towards the edge of the box. It's weird. He's kind of become a bit of a Ginny clone in that way. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But yeah, else, what do you want to see them work on? Um, I think obviously mine would be like defensive shape and also just a bit more confidence because at times today we looked a bit like shook. Just put the cut off for next. Sometimes it's a bit tentative. At times, wasn't as ruthless in the final third as all that was to be. So I think my would just probably be a bit more work on that, that confidence. I don't know how they're going to work on that in the training. I think that's a club to sort out. I do love I do love this. I like how we do our normal everyday jobs, but yet we try and solve the issues that you know literal multi billionaires <laughs> and you know highly you know the, the, I don't even want to know what the pay is on some of the coaching staff's contracts, but yeah, they're, they're these highly paid individuals yeah. but you know their their day job is to solve these that's things. <laughs> we'll, we'll just have a chance about it. But yeah, that's what I would like to like to see this like to see us get back in our groove. Maybe obviously Tiago coming in. Um, Arthur, Arthur to come in as well, Jones to come back. Um, really Europe will be able to move the ball a bit quicker and get up the pitch faster. But yeah, it was good to see us play better. This was, I think this was our best game of the season. I'd agree with that, you know. I think it's- I, I'm, let's I'm let's not count the Bournemouth game. game. Bournemouth the game don't count. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not the kind of. Yeah, no, that's why I didn't I mean, count it. I said this is our best game. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I, I love the memories the Bournemouth game gave me, but I mean, it's become a bit of an anomaly at this point that I have just simply put exactly. to one side. If we're putting the Bournemouth game to one side, the best performance is probably the second half against Crystal Palace, and we had ten men, yeah. so that's absolutely insane. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely the best performance of the season so far. Well, as I said, Newcastle yeah, don't yeah, that, that bad in some places, but no, this is the best one. Uh, it's, it's the most yeah, complete the, game. The Newcastle game, like, the Newcastle first half. in the game. Yeah, first half. Yeah, was first half was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, t- today, overall, first half and second half, I thought we, we was good today. We were really man, good. The confidence thing is, is so funny because you might, did you guys see that chance? I don't know, it was a corner... Then it fell to Matip, and then Matip could have shot. I was like, no, 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 give it to Vadak. <laughs> <laughs> Vadak could have shot. Give it to Diaz. Again, man, I say fair play to the, the Ajax goalkeeper. He did a good job. Yeah, really, like, very good job. Matip didn't want to shoot on his, with his feet at all. No, he he gave it to Vadak. Vadak was like, no, nah, no, nah, bro, allow me. Give it to Diaz. <laughs> Kill me. Quick pass. <laughs> I, mean, um, I think the key thing for me would be trying to integrate um, Darwin more into the 4-3-3. Four, four, um, mm. You know, get him into, you know, either the Bobby Firmino boot camp or, you know, um, just have the all-Latin, the all-Latin the all kind of like a all-room going in there. Because I think there's even like, there's, there's, def- there's definitely things he can learn from, obviously, Diogo, who's kind of going through the same process in a way. Oh, yeah, that that boot camp yeah. includes Firmino, Havertz, Jesus. Those are his sons. <laughs> it is, man. <laughs> at this point Kai Havers, Kai Havers God knows where Kai Havers are going to play in the grand pass they, they want to be him on my life they want to be him bro they, listen when you listen when you are the standard for false nines in this world they, they, they all see man you know what I mean they all see they all mock but they all I, I saw Jesus making interceptions everyone was like oh my god he's playing so good that made that game Ellis was there I don't think Jesus actually like yeah man <laughs> but yeah he was pressing bro, really well like, 
Okay. Look at look at look at Jesus's work rate, yeah? He's got you know, he's, yeah, he's winning the ball back really high up. And I was like, hang on a minute. He hasn't scored, he wears number nine. I've seen this before. I've seen this well, exact no, same script. I've seen this film before. <laughs> where like Chelsea fans are like habits makes us more fluid. Okay then. More Is fluid. it? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because you need that guy to give you more fluidity when you're playing nine defenders. Okay. Um okay. <laughs> seeing how this goes. But yeah, I mean the, the, the I I'm you know I me mean, bloody hell, me and Ellis did the bloody breakdown on when we signed Darwin Nunes, so I, we we're pretty confident then there's gonna be success. And I'm still quite confident now. You see the chances that he's getting just yeah. Yeah, just I'm calm good. down. Go and get a few more tattoos when you're on your on your, on your break. That 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 link up with Lingard was the most odd thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But more power to you, my guy. Um, yeah, man, get more settled in. He'll 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 be a bagged man. It it it'll just come with time. Um, the one thing I did want to quickly touch on before we sign off, um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, obviously, Bayern Munich won this evening. Um, however, it's three draws in a row for Bayern Munich. And you know the mood is uh, apparently it's a dark mood ahead of Lewandowski's return, um, and the stakes are really high for Nagelsmann. It's almost like they miss Sadio Mane in a way, um, yeah. which is That's really awesome. interesting. And again, after this performance, apparently he stunk the gaff out um, playing on left wing. wing. So yeah, I've been reading it, and Nagelsmann said he's not played left wing before for us. So, so this, this this is the funny quote. I've seen um, that bro before. It's like Sorry? you cannot you cannot lie and tell me something I've seen with my own eyes for the past five years. You absolute swine! Did you see the quote, um, quote Chris. Please, <clears throat> so this is Julian Nagelsmann. This is this is what Julian Nagelsmann had to say on Sadio Mane's performance this evening against Bayern uh, against Barcelona. He's played in a new position today that he hasn't played before in Liverpool. We're happy to have him. He will certainly make his mark on our game. He played on the left wing, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> so where was he playing for after? For five, six years. Yeah. Interesting. That's funny. It's funny that because uh, everybody swore their lives and their mum's laughed that we missed him. And he was the catalyst for Mark. Okay. That's, that's interesting. It's just incredibly lazy analysis, isn't it? Like right. Mad lazy. That's incredibly how, how lazy. Can I get, how can I get quick clicks and make people annoyed? There we go. That's what like, it is. Liverpool start to obviously not have the best form, start to lose. You know what I'm saying? You blame the player that they sold this summer. Like, it's just yep. so easy. And you're not even watching us. Our best player this season, maybe top, even yes. maybe not top three, is, yes. is Lucas Diaz. You know what I'm saying? He's got, yes. got I think, three goals, I don't know, two assists or something like that, or two goals, two assists. Like, he's been quality for us this season. That's been our best player. What are you he's been really about? good. Like, what are you actually talking about? Like, yeah. And and the thing is, I'm not even dogging Mane. It's not Mane. It's about the people that are doing this lazy analysis saying that we uh, that our bad form is down to missing Mane. No, it's not. It's down to a bad structure. It's down to, like, a, a lack of control in the field and, obviously, like, a leaky defence. Yeah, exactly that. Like, hell? people telling me, you missed the press. Like, he's the one that is the... I'm like, what? Get out of my face, man. Please get out. I hate that so lazy. Do you see Diaz pressing like a madman today? What? what where? Um, obviously, more power to Mane. We love him. I hope he does well. well. Like, I hope he does well. One hundred percent in it. He does deserve to do well, but like, people need to allow it with the lazy comments and the lazy analysis. It's like, fam, you can't tell me that someone that plays in the left wing is going to solve our midfield issue. You know? 
that's not even, gonna... even the fact I don't I think the only teams that have scored us <clears throat> in the Premier League season have been like Man City. I think it's all no, it's Man City and who were the other team? Man City and Brentford are the only team that I think outscored us this season. Our attack is not the issue. You know what I'm saying? It's the lack of control in the field and obviously conceding goals defensively. Our attack has not really been an issue. All of them have scored. Firmino have scored. Salah scored. Nunes scored. Diaz. They've all scored. Contributed. I'm actually laughing again at that Nagel's been quote because how are you going to tell me that the man who famously played on the left wing of Liverpool's famous front three trio didn't play left wing at all? That is absolutely an egregious thing to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Whatever whatever lies make you feel better. But yeah, um, now obviously we all hope that Mane does well. It's just, yeah, like like everyone's just said, it's really lazy analysis and just, just kind of do better when you kind of think of Liverpool's weaknesses. Um, but yeah, um, this has been a ton of fun, guys. It's been nice to actually talk about a win for a change uh, as opposed to crushing, crushing either draws or even more crushing defeats at the hands of uh, of Napoli, which is... Um, Never a good thing. But uh but yeah, um no Liverpool games in the next three weeks. But you can be sure that we will be podding as per usual with the weekly pod and of course with our bonus content, which you can find over on the Patreon page that is www.patreon.com forward slash carpet fracas and subscribe from just three pounds above today. I've been your host and I've been very happy to host this pod. Uh Krish alongside Peter and Ellis. Gentlemen, thank you very much for staying up late and record the pod with myself. It's an absolute pleasure as always. Join us next week when we will... I have no idea what the hell we're going to do next week. Um, but, <laughs> Boy. Um, Boy. We will think Boy. of something. Uh, we can have Peter... What? What did you we say? Have we have Peter spit, spitting a quick 16 fam. It might, it might have to be, you know. It might have to be because I, I don't know what we're going to do, boy. Cop end in the booth, yeah? Interesting. Yeah, we could, you know, we could, do, you know, what we could do. I've got an interesting idea. We'll talk about it more offline, but we could do like, you know, a little transfer pod. What Liverpool can do. Mm, we'll like have, we'll have something cooking anyway. This is reminding me when we were having to pull them pods together in lockdown and we had nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> Which we somehow grew our audience base. So thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in and sticking with us on this long journey. Um, Liverpool gain a crucial three points in their Champions League group. Um, hopefully they're getting back on track to march towards the rest of their season. No game this weekend. Hopefully Jürgen can keep the boys in, keep them getting stronger, and when they come back from these national break, hit the ground running as per usual. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's episode of Copper and Fracas. Be sure to listen to every other podcast on the Touchline Fracas Network. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanking you. Sports Social Podcast Network.